Welcome to Beauty is More Than Skin Deep with your host, Dana Renee. In many cultures, the phrase beauty is all in skin deep relates to a person's intellectual, emotional, and spiritual qualities. However, what most people are exposed to first is the physical beauty of a person. Today's topic is fitness over 50, and we have our guest, Deborah Adams, who is an avid uh, fitness coach, and she works extensively to educate and empower those who are looking to gain momentum and increase their strength and endurance in the fitness arena. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you, Dana. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to have you on our show today. So as you grow older, an active lifestyle is more important than ever. Regular exercise can help boost energy, maintain your independence, and manage symptoms of illness or pain. Exercise can even reverse the symptoms of aging. And not only is exercise good for your body, it's good for your mind, mood, and memory. Whether you're generally healthy or are managing an illness, there are plenty of ways to get more active, improve confidence, and boost your fitness. So, Deborah, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to become active in the fitness arena? Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, basically, I was always relatively active uh, in some form of fitness, formal fitness, physical fitness. But when I turned 40, um, I noticed that I needed to alter my diet and exercise program as a result of me experiencing slower metabolism. My blood pressure was starting to creep up. Um, my blood glucose level was right at that borderline diabetic phase. So I just decided that it was time for me to get more active. And I had a desire for increased stamina and overall better health. Um, so after many years of benefiting from a consistent exercise program, exercise program, I became a group fitness instructor with a focus on providing unique older activities uh, for sanitary as well as active participants. I currently teach seated and standing exercise classes for the over 55 community, focused on increased muscular strength and endurance, a balance of range and movement activities, intensity changes, and equipment use. Awesome. Wow, that's great. I can tell you. I'm not over that 50 number yet. (laughs) (laughs) I could definitely use some of those things that you are doing. So, Wow. (laughs) Wow. We, we all get there. If we're yes, lucky, we, do. we all get there. That's right. That's right. So you mentioned um, there was a turning point at the age of 40 where you noticed that your metabolism started to slow down and then your glucose level as well as your blood pressure started to creep up. Do you think that's pretty normal for, for most of uh, society today? It, it, it really is. Almost any uh, – there's a lot of statistics and a lot of facts that will tell you um, – and 40 seems to be the, you know, even though 40 is now the new 20, um, really 40 is still when, when the metabolism starts to slow. And you might be exercising, um, say, maybe 30 minutes a day, and you're not seeing the results. Uh, and it's really a combination that of metabolism, needing to maybe change what you're doing, and also wanting to um, have, a, have a better range because uh, your range of movement, is, it, it starts to decline very slowly, but it does start to, to decline a little bit uh, when we hit our 40s. Mm, okay, awesome. One of the things you mentioned is, is 30 minutes. You know, most people say, oh, if I could just go to the gym or if I could just get out there and be active for 30 minutes a day, is 30 minutes not enough? Uh, 30 minutes is enough to start. Um, okay. And you, can, and you can break that up. I always recommend for my students to do 
um, 30 minutes. And if you can't get in 30 minutes, you can do three 10-minute segments during the day. Because a lot of people, um, 30 minutes can be very daunting. It's like, I don't have 30 minutes. But I, I tell all of my classes this. There's 24 hours in a day, and if you exercise for one hour, you have 23 more left. And you've done that's something right, for yourself. <laughs> so that's, that's right. Always, I mean, you've got 23 more. So when we're, we're trying through and they're saying, oh, it's tough, it's tough, and I said, just what, you've got 23 more hours and you've done something for yourself. Uh, but I, I recommend if someone is starting a program, I recommend 20 to 30 minutes to start. Um, but, you know, and, and go at your own pace. But for most people, if you can do 30 minutes today, uh, if you can do a two-and-a-half hours exercise per week, you're doing actually more than 50% of the people in the United States. Mm, really, really good. That's good. I like the way you broke that down. It's like 30 minutes to start, but, you know, some people can think of that 30 minutes or even, you know, something longer. It's so much time, and really it's not a lot of time, but, you know, it goes back to the saying, how do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant one bite one at a time. One bite at a time. That's right. That's right. You can take those three, ten-minute breaks and, and just walk around the block or do something different just to get out of your feet and, and on your feet into, into movement. It, it definitely makes a difference. And, um, you, again, like you said, you've got you've got 23 hours left. So <laughs> that's Absolutely. Awesome. So do you think there are any myths to exercise and aging, such as I'm too old oh. to exercise? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think I hear them all the time. And, and, and unfortunately, they, they still seem to circulate. You know, I hear people say that uh, there's no point in exercising. I'm getting old anyway. Um, older people shouldn't exercise because they have to save their strength and rest. Uh, exercise puts me at a risk for falling. It's too late. Um, I'm disabled. I can't exercise sitting down. But you hear a lot of those myths. And, and I can tell you right now, they are exactly what they are which is myth, because research shows that a sedentary lifestyle is actually unhealthy for adults over 50. Inactivity causes us to lose the ability to do things on our own, and it can lead to more hospitalizations, doctor visits, and use of medications and illnesses. Um, so no matter what your age or current physical condition, you can benefit from exercise. Wow. That's good. That's good. I, one of the things you mentioned was, um, you know, how most people think, oh, I, I can't I can't get up and do anything. It's too late now, or I you know I'm taking medication. So what's the point? So even even in saying that, you know, the exercise can help with some of those medications that people may be taking. So uh, exercise is really important. Oh, absolutely. And um, exercise and stress training, it you know helps you feel younger and and stay active longer. Um, re- regular physical activity lowers your risk for very Various conditions, um, Alzheimer's and dementia, heart disease, uh, diabetes, colon cancer, high blood pressure, and obesity. And those are, you know, those are statistics, uh, that have been proven, um, that they really can, can lower the risk of a lot of diseases. Wow. Wow. So you've already answered what my next question is going to be. There are several benefits to exercise. I think most people don't even tie exercise into prevention of dementia or Alzheimer's and some of the other things you just mentioned, but um, if they were to really educate themselves on the benefits of it, they would they would realize um, they would realize well, how some, of, some of those benefits. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because uh, when you when you take dementia and Alzheimer's, 
um, it's a it's a neurological um, disorder. So what happens is when when you're working parts of the brain through exercise, you're strengthening that part of the brain. Um, and in the classes that I teach, I teach classes for activities for daily living for AD, um, called ADL. So I do uh, cognitive therapy. I do exercises that help strengthen the brain. Which and and when you're doing your cardio, when your cardio actually gets the heart rate up and it gets the blood pumping through the body, which reduces the blood pressure. So there's so many benefits, and that's why I guess every time anybody goes to the doctor, if you'll notice, the first thing that they say is, "Do you exercise?" That is true. No matter no matter how old you are, they'll say, "Do you exercise?" And you know, and they'll always say, you know, just you know, start off with just walking, uh, but some form of exercise is definitely good, for physical, mental, and psychological standpoint. Mm, really, really good. Awesome. One of the things you talked about was activities for daily living. It's one of the classes that you teach, and I guess I've, I've never heard it, heard it said that way, but it makes me think about um, just the acronym for Bible. We sometimes people refer to it as basic instructions before leaving Earth, but you've got mm-hmm. to apply into that, that activities for daily living. So it's got to be a daily lifestyle. And I think some people, when they even think about exercise, they're, they're thinking, oh, I can – you know, I can skip it and do it next week, or I can do it later, but it's really got to be something you incorporate into your, your daily lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 once, and once you incorporate it, and you see the benefits, because um, my specialty is working with um, over the over 55 community, and what I do is I take an exercise, like reaching into the cabinet. What you do is you take, you're doing strength training, but you're reaching, and, and that helps you in so many areas of your life, and it keeps you independent. Because one thing that we all want to be is as independent for as long as we possibly can. Um, so yeah. as, you know, anyone that's over 50 or, or younger, but, and with the focus of, you know, with over 50, it's really important because we do start to start to notice that maybe I can't reach up as long or maybe uh, when I'm picking something up, maybe just, you know, buckling a shoe or something. So activities of daily living is we give people tools, and it's fun, so they don't realize that they're really um, enhancing their lifestyle by, by participating in these exercise programs. Mm, really, really good. Awesome. We're going to get ready to prepare for a break, but just before we go into a break, I've got one other question for you. So one of the things that you, you mentioned is we do want to be independent. I think that's all of us. Regardless of age, we want to maintain some type of independent lifestyle. And I, I noticed you mentioned that you work with most of those over 55 individuals. What made you decide to target that age group? Why why not 45 or why not 25? Why did you decide to target the 55 and older group? Well, um, for two, two reasons. One, it was for me personally. Um, because as I started to age, I started to notice that I needed a different type of exercise than what I used to do. Because um, prior to maybe 10 years ago, I was um, a very uh, active, you know, 10-mile walking, then going to the gym. And, then, and I was just really realizing that I needed, instead of putting the, the pressure on my joints, I could come up with a program. I would come up with a program that would give me more, and I could do it for the rest of my life. So that was the first thing. I wanted something that would help me more, and as, as well as um, there are six times the baby boomers turning 65 every week. Um, wow! And I, and I recognize that you know the over 50 now and how they view um, their lives is totally different than you know 20, 30 years ago um, because people want to be active. They want to be 
uh, in the center. They want to stay very, very current. Um, and so there was a lot of interest in, for me, from a kinesiology and physiology standpoint, because I know that you can get the body, the body and the brain work together, and you can get them to do anything. And so I, I, I enjoy finding out how I can work with people who really were interested in um, enhancing their lives through um, different types of programs. Like I do a seated program, and it's all seated um, cardio, and it's all seated aerobics. And so I was interested in, 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 in helping people who really wanted a different type of program. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome, awesome. So with that, we're going to head to about uh, a break for about a minute, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Hey everybody, this is Ernie Fox JR, host of the EFJ show Let's Talk About It. Did you know that the travel business is an $8 trillion industry? This business is in the need for certified travel consultants. This is your opportunity for you to own your own travel business starting today. I'm talking to those people that enjoy helping others and want to achieve financial success. Invest in yourself today. Professionals, parents, College student, retiree, we need you. Call 786-217-7680. That's 786-217-7680. Or go to my website, www.efjrdiscounttravel.paycation.com. That's www.efjrdiscounttravel.paycation.com. Click on Join. Call today and receive a free complimentary voucher. This is your opportunity to own your own travel business. And welcome back to your show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host. I am Dana Renee, and we've got a special guest on today, Miss Deborah Adams, and she's been really enlightening us on fitness over 50 and how she has been working with those individuals who are over 55 just to get moving. And so... Again, thank you, Deborah, for joining us today. It's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Dana, for having me. Awesome, awesome. So one of the things you talked about is just how the brain and the body work together. I think that is really amazing how um, it, it really is a, a combination effort. It's, it's kind of, you know, when you, we, we oftentimes think about what you say, when you think about and you bring about or we can say such things as mind over matter, and, and it's amazing how, those two do work together. Um, tell us a little bit about, about um, your journey and how you, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're certified in terms of um, reaching out and teaching those who are over 55. What, what was the certification process like for you? Um, basically, I, um, it's been, I, I was, as I said, I've always been um, into uh, physical fitness for about five years ago, I went back to uh, college to get my personal training certification, and that kind of started me on the journey of doing some research as to how to work um, with, you know, get my certifications as a group fitness instructor. Um, and I've, I am specialized in um, group fitness for over 55 because there is a little bit of a different certification uh, that's required. Um, I hold um, a CPR certification. I have a personal training certification from Kennesaw State University, and I have, uh, I'm certified through all the various um, group fitness instructor certifications, and as, as well as I'm certified to teach um, over 55 all the way until, I mean, there's no, no limit. 
Um, no and and there's, there's, a special, there's a specialization because with um, because I also work with rehab uh, people that have had a stroke. I work with people who have had uh, replacement uh, joint replacements. Um, I work mm-hmm. with people who have come out of the hospital and just uh, re-entering um, a fitness program based on their doctor. A lot, a lot, a lot of my students have gone to the doctor, and the doctor has said, you need cognitive therapy, you need to do some car, and they come to my classes, and we have a lot of fun, and, and, they, and I can see that they're starting to get their mobility back. So that was, wow. so it's been a journey for me, um, and I enjoy it probably more than they do. Wow, wow. So was that, was that, uh, going back to mind over matter, was that a, <laughs> was that a difficult process for you to go back to school and, and start taking those classes, or was it something that you, um, just really delve into and found, found it easy because you were passionate about it? Um, it was, it wasn't difficult, um, because it's something that I always want to do, and I think that, um, in life, if you do something um, that you always want to do and it's really not work, um, and so for me, I always, I mean, wanted to, and I, I just had this dream, and, and I, and everybody that knows me knows that I would always say, I want to um, teach exercise uh, the people over 55, and it was just, and I just kept saying it and saying it, and then, and, and, and fortunately, I was blessed enough that it, it, it came to pass. Um, so it was not difficult because it was something that I, I really wanted to do. And, and the thing about when you're working with um, the, the body, it was surprising to me that there's a lot of anatomy. There's a lot of we, and there's a whole course on kinesiology because you really do have to, you want to make sure that you don't tire out of joint. You need to make sure that people are doing good form and breathing and not holding their breath. So there are a lot of, lot of different aspects to being an instructor that when I was on the other side just going to classes and they made it look easy, but that's the way it's supposed to be. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I think I, I hear you keep saying you're referring back to that word kinesiology. I'm like, what is kinesiology? I have no idea. There may be some others that have no idea. What's kinesiology? Uh, it's basically the study of um, the, all the various muscles and joints and how they all come together okay. in the body. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that definition. <laughs> Awesome. So, Deborah, for someone who's looking to start, you know, someone who's just sitting on their couch and, and they say, mm, I kind of want to, but I'm not sure, what would you suggest they begin with? Would you say they should start if you're targeting again or going back to your, your niche, the over 55? Should they begin with the cardio? Should it be strength training or flexibility, balance? Which, what should they start with? Uh, the, the first thing uh, for someone looking to get started, the first thing that I would recommend is they check with their doctor before, before starting any exercise program. That's number one. Okay. Uh, the second thing when it comes to cardio, strength training, uh, flexibility, and balancing, those are like the three, four things that we all need throughout our lives. But I would recommend that someone start with cardio. Okay. Uh, if you've never exercised before or it's been a while, start with the light walking, excuse me, or other gentle activities. I always recommend a light walk for about 20 to 30 minutes and work your way up. And, you, and as, as I said earlier, that walking can be done in increments because you don't want to get overwhelmed. What I see frequently is people have not been in the program and then they want to run a marathon. And so mm-hmm. that, it, that, it, it's, too, it's too diverse. You can't go from not sedentary to be an elite athlete. That's, that's just not not Not, <laughs> not realistic. Um, okay. Not realistic. Um, so I would say start with cardio and then gradually incorporate lightweights for stress training. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 
And then what do you suggest for someone who's unable to, to get up and, and actually get out, that person who's not able to, to physically go to a, to a gym or to a track for that light walker? Um, what exercises that can be done in a chair? Absolutely, and there are so many wonderful programs now because I think I mentioned I do teach uh, chair aerobics and I teach chair yoga. Um, but chair-bound people face, uh, face special challenges, but they can lift light weight, um, they can stretch, and they can do chair aerobics to increase their range of motion, improve the muscle tone, and promote cardiovascular health. Um, you can do an actual 15-minute cardio um, in the chair um, to get the heart rate up. And additionally, there's, there's so many programs now that are available that specifically cater to chair-bound participants, and they provide the cardio, the strength training, the balance, and the flexibility, and it's all done in a seated position. Um, and actually, I have developed and implemented two different courses uh, that I currently teach, and they're both seated uh, exercises. Wow, you developed them on your own? Yes, I did. Wow, awesome, awesome. That's great. And, and, and also uh, uh, yoga. I think, I'm sorry, but I think we mentioned, uh, we mentioned uh, stretching. And um, mm-hmm. balance and balance, balance and stretching and flexibility is very important, and that can all be done from a seated position. Awesome. And that's what I was going to go back to is the stretching. I think a lot of people, that's one of the areas people don't even really think about. Um, but it's so important. You know, some people say, oh, you've got to stretch before you work out. And, you know, maybe people stretch after they work out. But a lot of people don't consider stretching an exercise. But stretching is actually an exercise. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. And it's very, very important. It's very, very important because it also stretching cuts down on injury. Because if you um, just, you know, get up out of a chair and then just say, well, I'm going to go and run three miles, um, more than likely your 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 muscles aren't aren't warm uh, and they're and they're very very dormant. So when you when just a little bit of stretching before and after exercise is a must. It is an absolute must. I mean, I just you just have to take the time because uh, I know a lot of people who stretch um, in the morning right when they first get out of bed, and it's very very important for stretching. Definitely, definitely. Well, awesome. So you've given us tips on how we can someone can get off their couch or, or stay in their chair and, and do exercises. So once they started, what would you how would you suggest someone stick with it? You know, they started, they've done it for one day and now they're sore or they're not motivated <laughs> to continue with <laughs> what do you suggest for that person? Well, well several things. Uh, the one thing that I suggest in any exercise program is you have to set specific, manageable and realistic goals. Um, because when you mention, um, and it happens all the time, if someone does it for one day and they're sore, they, that's it, they get too much. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe they set up an unrealistic expectation. Um, you know, for example, this plan to exercise for 20 minutes three times a week. And it's manageable, it's realistic, and it's specific. Right. Um, and, and another, um, and, and you can continue it. You know, a lot of people feel that they have to go every day for two hours a day. No, you know. Um, because that can lead to burnout very quickly. Um, invest in a good pair of shoes um, because if they have good cushioning and support and you feel good, um, you'll look forward to putting them on. That's true. That's true. Um, and, and, and another one that I, I tell my clients all the time, and, to, to, and I do this every week, is I have a non-food reward system. You have to reward yourself. So pick a day. 
If you exercise Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, then Saturday, reward yourself when you accomplish a goal. Um, mm. You know, treat yourself to a movie, to a massage, mm-hmm. to a pedicure. Uh, but I do once a week. I recommend always once a week. A lot of people say, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting, um, trying to go on a vacation. I believe in a non-food reward system weekly. That's good. And I like your premise of non-food because I think some people, <laughs> when you're exercising, they sometimes tie it into diet and they think, oh, well, I've exercised for today. I've exercised for this week, so now I'm going to have this gallon of, of ice cream. So this is my reward. And it's like it's, you're, you're being counterproductive. So I really like the aspect of, of a non-food reward. That's yeah, absolutely. Thing. Awesome. Awesome. And well, definitely, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. And then one last thing that I wanted to say regarding uh, sticking with the exercise program is to find a buddy. Sometimes it really helps. We desire companionship and accountability. Yes. So when someone yes. is dependent on you and striving for the same goal, they have to motivate you. That is true. That is true. Awesome. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up our show. Once again, Deborah, I thank you for joining us today. And I uh, appreciate you just sharing your story with us, and for those who, who may want to connect with you and, and see what classes you offer or see um, how they can pair up and find a buddy, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, I can be reached um, on email. My name is Deborah Adams, and my email address is Adam, without the S, Adam, A-D-A-M, 1705, at net. And again, um, I do develop classes, uh, specialized and customized programs for individuals as well as groups, and I would be more than happy to develop a program for anyone, for any age, and for any activity level. Awesome, awesome. Well, great. Again, I appreciate you for being on today. To stay connected with me, you can follow me on Twitter or Periscope at dweeks one And this has been Beauty is More Than Skin Deep with your host, Dana Renee. Remember, beauty is more than skin deep, but it's truly in the eye of the beholder. Thanks so much for joining us.